What the fuck's up? Grunge Bible's back, boys. Shut the fuck up Friday. It's podcast time. Just like that, we are back. Another Friday, another podcast. The Grunge Bible crew is back. Here are your hosts, Ethan Shalloway, joined along with the beautiful Chris Salona. Oh, and beautiful we got a, this week. Wow. Yeah, you, you're, you're beautiful this week. The, 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 the beard is coming in great. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're both wearing beanies. And uh, Chris, it's Halloween weekend. It's getting a little spooky around these parts. So uh, we're here to celebrate that. So Chris... How is your Halloween week buildup coming? I know this is your favorite holiday, a holiday along with soup season. It, it <laughs> could not. It's just like the culmination of all of your favorite things. And Squattober's coming to an end too, so you're firing at all cylinders, right? Yeah, I wish I was firing at all cylinders. So um, <laughs> you know, my energy levels right now. I know you didn't ask, but I'm I'm telling you anyways. Well, um, that's the check in. It's it's yeah. You know, it's it, it's it's all encompassing. It goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, this past weekend, it was it was a sneaky sneaky bender action. You know, I was I was all set to have a nice relaxing weekend, and then one of my really really good friends. Um, you know, got noticed to me that he was going to be driving through town and uh, was looking for a place to stay and, uh, you know, looking for people to go out and be merry with. So uh, naturally we obliged and, you know, we had a had a nice time, but um, many withdrawals were made from the uh, from the fun and uh, the recovery and the sleep banks. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there today. Today's Monday. So this podcast will come out in four days on Friday. Um, but, you know, as you said, you know, the beard's coming in. Um, Halloween is here, um, almost here, and uh, my Squattober journey is coming to an end on the day this podcast comes out. So, will I squat 600 pounds? Stay tuned. Um, I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, I will have to keep the people updated. I'll keep you updated, obviously, as well. Yeah, fun fun fact about Chris. Uh, last year, he topped out at 585, correct? I was close, so- man. I could smell the, smell the blood in the water, but then, you know, sometimes it happens that way. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of people right now that probably that pro- that right there that fact is going to get us like at least 50 subscribers. We're probably going to get a new Patreon because yeah, of that. We're probably like, double oh. our patronage. Yeah, just like that. People <laughs> are gonna be like, "Oh shit, this guy can squat a house." All right. Yeah. Probably, See, probably I am in, useful so. to have around from time to time. So yeah, if uh, you need a fridge to be uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your guy. Around, you did that this weekend too. Yeah, right? I moved a washing machine. It was a pain <laughs> in the ass. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just the I'm just the mule man. You know, sometimes well, you, know you gotta. What? <clears throat> you know what? When people people obviously ask us to uh, help move all the time, and I had a, a great. I was. It was a. We have a family friend who is really handy, and he, and he gets asked to move too because he's a big dude like us. And uh, he made a great point. He's like, when people ask me to move, I come over, and I know, I know, I'm asked. I, I move the big stuff. And he said, he said, just don't ask me to move the little boxes. It's like that's not why you call me over here. I want nothing to do with that. You know, you gotta. Um, that's that's like asking that's like asking Tom Brady to you know yeah. go play in the preseason. Like you just don't do that. You know, you yeah. say you save you save you save the the quarter horse stallions for the big race. Couches, fridges, washer and dryers, and then uh, you know bedroom counter. sets, pianos. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll move that. But when, filing when that cabinets, stuff, safes. When that stuff's when that stuff's done, you know, 
Unless, yeah. unless no, I'm no con- chairs, under contract. No, no boxes, no microwaves. Unless I'm, unless I'm under contract, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We are completely done. So, yeah, man, a uh, mm-hmm. lot, lot coming down the chute for me. But, you know, life, life's good hanging in there. Uh, what about you? What's, uh, what's new and exciting in the Shalloway world? Yeah. Well, I had another another good weekend of uh, laying low. I, I feel like I'm. I need some of I'm that really, in my life. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to really commit to that. Um, and it was good. It was nice. Uh, I actually worked. Oh, I did work on Saturday because um, it rained during the week, so we, it kind of pushed back some of the stuff. Um, and yeah, nothing. Nothing really planned for this uh, coming weekend. We got. I got a lot of stuff. Um, like around Thanksgiving and then into December. So I'm just trying to work and, and just kind of have my head down low. Um, so nothing too interesting. Um, yeah, nothing nothing too interesting. I'm just watching uh, my friends do Squattober and, and just follow along with you guys. But feeling, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. The body's feeling good. So yeah, I'm in good spirits, I think. I finally, good. you know. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. We paid our dues for quite a while and, uh, you know now the uh you know all the good work is coming to fruition we are about to uh reap what we have sown all these years yeah 33 episodes of grunge bible podcast that's pretty good thank you to everybody that's out there listening um if you don't always uh if you don't already subscribe uh you know take the leap of faith Now's today's the, the day you know just you know do it just yeah, do it yeah those those youtube numbers those those apple numbers those spotify follower numbers those are creeping up every single week so you know throw your hat in the ring man uh you know if you're if you're enjoying us if you're listening to us on friday on your way to work or maybe at the office i mean now's now's the time we get we get some good response about people that look forward to it on fridays and that that's pretty awesome chris it's it's pretty uh fulfilling and i think we had some new patrons come this weekend and i think one was uh, alluded to the last week's episode i was two weeks ago Two weeks ago, we and as a matter of fact, we Go do. We, we have two new patrons uh, who have decided to join the top tier of the Patreon support program. And uh, the first one, uh, <laughs> the first one is a, uh, a nice individual from Australia who who wrote to us and uh, is choosing to be recognized as a Grunge Bibles fan from Australia. And Ethan, I haven't spoken to you about this, but I am hereby anointing this person our number one fan in Australia. So, apologies mm-hmm. to everyone else who's out there, but this individual. Um, is hereby the top supporter from the lovely land us, of Australia. They were the ones who gave us the um, the suggestion to um, do the podcast on the Into the Wild movie. Actually, yes, exactly. So, so, so they've had their hand. In, they've been following for a long time. Um, it's a mutually it's beneficial really, relationship. Yeah, it's it's really awesome when when they send that message and they finally taken that step. It's pretty awesome. And then we have another uh, another patron that I think that you won them over single handedly, yes. Chris. I, single handedly, <laughs> this one's very important. So um, this is a, why we an, have hot takes. Yes, an individual by the name of Zane Doyle um, has has chosen to join the ranks, but we're not going to ever refer to Zane as Zane Doyle ever again because they chose to put their name into the Patreon program as Fuck Soup. So if you'll recall, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Ethan was digging into a nice bowl of soup while we were recording the podcast, and um, <laughs> You know, I shared very my thoughts that I think very professional, very professional, very, very well prepared, very succinct and uh, <laughs> exactly how you'd like to conduct yourself. But, um, you know, evidently, you know, at the time I voiced my displeasure with soup. I still don't believe in it. Nothing has changed in two weeks. And apparently um, fuck soup, the, the, the patron known as fuck soup 
also thinks fuck soup. So thank you to fuck soup for supporting this podcast. So our lovely fan from Australia and the detractor of soup, um, they join a growing legion of top level Patreon supporters. And those individuals are Jamie Lynn, Victor Schaefer, Shannon Gorgone, Sonny Mashburn, Marianne, Laura Nyrene, Jade Mercado, Alexis Shannon, Release, Sue, and Kayla Jean. So I believe, if my math is correct, I think we're at 12 or 13, but, um, you know, it depends, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. And and the Patreon money goes towards, we have a few subscriptions to keep the website running, keep the pod being, you know, the hosting sites, a um, couple different uh, file sharing stuff. There's like hey, you know little, little little things here and there, and it a- it adds up. And just like so does the people, um, you know, a few dollars here and there, it adds up. So like we're just doing that. It's like that balancing act. We're just trying to get the. We're trying just trying to, yeah, keep it out of our face, basically. Absolutely, <laughs> we're Mark listening Honey. to the words of Mark Arm. So as the Grunge Bible podcast moves forward, as Ethan alluded to at the beginning of the episode, this is the Grunge Bible Halloween extravaganza. And if you've been paying attention, um, I am not a fan of Halloween. I think it's bullshit. Um, I, I don't understand the significance of it. Um, I don't understand the um, the mo- the modern celebration of it. Um the only good thing, in my opinion, about Halloween are the uh, the Reese's uh, pumpkins that they sell. Uh, but they do that for every holiday, so it's not really that important. So I'm not a fan of Halloween, but we figured, you know, every every upstanding, uh, you know, media entity has Halloween or holiday specials. So it's about time we hop on the train. I mean, if Charlie Brown can have a Halloween special, you know, we have to, too. Well, I was about to say, that's the best thing that um, Halloween gave to us is the, the great pumpkin, right? Absolutely. Pretty much. I actually I wore my uh, my pirate shirt to. I mean, if you're watching YouTube, you can see it. But I wore my pirate shirt, and actually, I have a picture of a skull on the, you know, on the wall. So I feel like I'm in the Halloween spirit, a little spooky. But um, I'm excited to, you know, do our due diligence and just talk about the spookiness of the genre and maybe yeah, give some you maybe know? give some top tens or some stuff and absolutely I don't, who who knows where this is gonna go I'm yeah sure, I'm we sure are, that we have we're some... driving down an empty road and we've got time to kill and gases in the tank um so last week on the q a we did receive a question as to you know how the page will be celebrating halloween and how you know what music we'll be posting and the answer to the first one was that we weren't going to celebrate halloween but now we're making a podcast about it so yeah how the turntables turns out that we were liars <laughs> just like everybody out there so you know kind of thinking about this there's not a lot of halloween music out there it's certainly not like christmas it's certainly not you know like like some other things but i think in the genre of grunge there are certainly songs there are artists and there are bands and music videos that lend themselves to this kind of spooky or creepy or scary ideal and um you know i think the best way to begin is you know we'll just cherry pick some songs that we think would land on a on a nice quality halloween playlist and for me there's only one place that you can start um from the genre of grunge and that's got to be them bones by alice in chains i mean that's a slam dunk hit right there i mean the title track i mean the the opening with lane's screaming vocals and just that that ascending guitar riff that jerry's doing i mean it's Mm. It's 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 perfect as far as I'm concerned. That is a really really strong contender. That might be the that might be the top 
Halloween song. Well, it's got to I mean, be the, the, the first spoken words are "I believe them bones are me." <laughs> I mean, that's it's that's so, pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, they might, and they they might be, I, they might be a strong contender for top kind of like eerie Halloween. Like I feel like the guitar, all the guitar work that Jerry does, it has that has really good Halloween vibes. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great first pick. I like that. Totally. A lot. And there's 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 a couple things because I was having similar thoughts when I was just brainstorming some different songs that might fit this mold, and my mind was always going back to Alice in Chains. And I think you know the way the guitar work was from Jerry, and just like that, the you know the harmonies between Jerry and Lane. I just think the way the way that they sound, especially when you layered their voices together and especially Lane's voice and how it interacted with the song. Some something about it, it's it, I mean, it's not scary. I don't really think songs can be scary per se, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is kind of like eerie or apocalyptic, if you will. And I think they were able to do a lot of that, particularly on the um, you know, the facelift album and the dirt album. Yeah. I think um you know, I think they they might at first when when you first sent me over the the prompt and whatnot, I was I was thinking like, all right, Soundgarden is going to have some some spooky and some sludgy stuff that I think would work. But you kind of you kind of flipped me real quick um, to thinking that maybe Alice in Chains has the music. But I will I I think that I don't know exactly where we're going to go with this, but for some reason I feel like Nirvana and Kurt definitely have like the trick or treat vibe that like they would be like you know Kurt would be like, all right guys, it's Halloween like. Let's go to the neighborhood and like let's let's dress <laughs> up and like I could just feel like like Nova Selleck, like knocking on my door in like you know a, a sheet you know be like they a would, ghost they would be definitely like a tall be the type ghost. to uh, engage in some very low level harmless vandalism of Halloween displays you know <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they're the, they're the kind of guys walking around town with with rolls of toilet paper to uh to a little TP action going on I I could I could see them fulfill that role and what better time than Halloween everyone's outside and. You know, wearing costumes and yeah, absolutely. They were the t- front runners for getting TP in the house. I think so. I think you're yeah. right. I, I just think the shenanigans that those uh, those three and then when when Mr. Smear joined the band, I think he <laughs> would fit right in. I could I could see Pat 100%. Smear getting in the mix on some of this stuff. Oh yeah, I mean he's, absolutely. He's an everyman. He can he can take care of everything. Another song that came to mind that's kind of another. Another side to that coin, um, and, and I'll have to. I don't think I'll have to defend myself super, super strongly since I think it'll make sense. But um, skinned by Blind Melon for the sole purpose that it's about a serial killer, um, mm. and you know, just as as the song goes on, the it's basically just talking about you know killing someone and using their body to make various household items. Um, you know, so making making a, a shoehorn out of someone's shin taking rib cages and making them into coffee tables. And as a bonus point, the song begins with a nice little kazoo run from Shannon Hoon. So I don't I don't necessarily know that a kazoo fits in Halloween. I don't know that it fits in grunge rock or even rock in general, but on Skinned, it definitely does. Wow. Yeah, that is like some, some I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer. Some, yeah, I, I, some I don't know. Mike Myers. I'm, I'm sure there's even... a story. There, there must have been some particular anecdote that they had heard at the time that inspired this song you know um yeah and i think they played it on um either 120 minutes or one of the mtv specials and it was one um there on youtube there's like an outtakes um video where the, you know they had done you know three or four different runs through the song and um you know just shannon working that kazoo uh, that's, <laughs> that's really important ethan do you have any any uh, any history with a kazoo 
I actually do. I have oh. I have I have a little bit of a a history when I was in right when we started playing uh, music um, together with my like in the band and it was eighth or ninth grade. Actually, it, actually it wasn't a kazoo. It was a pan flute. The story oh. that I'm thinking of specifically, um, and we had some pan flutes like these little like plastic things like, and uh, we play we were playing them in in the classroom, um, and we just would not stop basically. <laughs> and I remember like it was the only. Well, that's not true. It was not the only detention that I got, but it was my first detention that I received because we would not stop playing these the pan flutes. <laughs> Insubordination. So actually, yeah, so it wasn't technically um, a kazoo. For, for, Here's I the thing, I though. If you give, how old were you at the time, you said? I was in eighth, eighth or ninth. I was in ninth grade, so Okay, 16. I mean, if you're given like a 14, 15-year-old any any sort of wind instrument during class, you know, they're not, they're not going to stop playing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, kind of, kazoo's are kind of hard to to play. Have you ever played? I I've mean, never, I've never I've never played one. I don't think. I guess I've never really played a woodwind or like a brass instrument. So I, there's a there's a skill there that I'm sure that yeah. you know you need to, you need to have some knowledge of it to. But I feel like it was a little tough the few times I tried to play the kazoo. Yeah, maybe we know. could take a take a lesson or two from from Skinned. There was actually there's another there's another song that we played on stage actually did we did get kazoos out for a song Uh, i'll have to come back to it i'll come back to it i'll remember exactly yeah another song from you know this this exercise that i think is a front runner um but kind of for different vibes that you know skinned or or them bones would be but uh, you actually you had mentioned them earlier um but obviously nirvana and i think the one you know perennial song that would fit this vibe would be something in the way um Mm. something in the way might be the creepiest um song from the you know quote-unquote grunge rock genre um yeah i mean just just the picture that it paints you know underneath the bridge the tarp has sprung a leak and there's there's a really good video that i think i've referenced on the podcast before of um you know of butch vig talking about how they recorded that song you know kurt was playing it on a on a, on a on a guitar that I think was missing a couple of strings and it was detuned to all hell and he was just sitting there silent and they couldn't get the take right and and Kurt was was talking to Butch he's like no it needs to sound like this and he's laying down on this couch and he plays the song super super soft and Butch is like wait a second and he you know he he turned off the air conditioner unplugged the phones all that stuff came in and was like we need to record this exactly like you're doing it right now like and Kurt was just barely playing and um there was just something yeah, like whispering super the eerie about it more so that's one of the few songs that i prefer the studio version as opposed to like the unplugged version for example because i don't think the unplugged environment does it justice and they were able to how they recorded that for nevermind i think is just so eerie especially mm-hmm. you know i think you can find it on youtube and in some other places but right. even just kurt's isolated vocals from that are just kind of kind of make your skin crawl a little bit yeah, I I know the video that you're talking about where Vig talks about it, and and I, we've posted that before on the page, and yeah, it is extremely eerie. It's like that. It's so like yeah, he's like bas- It's just like the words just kind of falling out of his mouth, like singing it. Um, that is a really quite a creepy. Yeah, it, that's like song. psychological thriller movie level creepy, you know, like of uh, or just like the patented, you know, walking into a dark, empty room or something. And, you know, if you were to hear <laughs> there, there was just like a record player playing that and you're walking into the room like that'd be something. 
Yeah, I, I could see like a broken down, yeah, like an abandoned house and like having totally. that being played while you're like searching through it. That definitely could fit a movie soundtrack. Maybe it did. Maybe it made it on there somewhere. Um, I have one though, and I think that uh, probably it might be on the list as yours. Um, but I think that one of <laughs> one of the more you know ridiculous kind of hair in the uh, in the grunge scene has to has to go with King Buzzo of the Melvins, and I think that we we love this we love the song Boris, and I'm thinking we're thinking I'm thinking about the the one session in the. Uh, was it the recording studio? Was it in Seattle? I mean, I mean the record, I record believe store he was in playing Seattle? A, are you talking about the one solo acoustic? Yes. Yes. So there's a video on YouTube of, of, of King Buzzo, the great Buzz Osborne, playing Boris solo on an acoustic guitar. And, and that song, he's pretty much just playing the low E string. And it's got to be drop D probably, so you know it's tuned down. And, and he's just standing there just like, you know, mashing this one string on his guitar and he just steps up to the microphone and screams the lyrics yeah. and he steps away and doesn't play much anymore and yeah i think it was at a record store if i remember correctly but um and the the lyrics to the lyrics to boris are really like pretty bizarre and pretty you know you know kind of killer killerish like it's a killer she's a killer maker it reaches in and takes from the back of your mind i'm not awake still alive and like he's just like kind of yelling this through his hair and it's very <laughs> it's it's so disjointed that um you know king bozo has a he has to be at the head of the halloween grunge men right yeah i would say and it's funny that you mentioned this because on, on my list of different songs to talk about for this show um i wrote down anything by the mouth <laughs> so pretty much anything fits and you know i would i would say that you know buzz osborne is is the leader of this uh of this bastion of, of creepiness but if there's someone who's second in command and maybe maybe could uh could challenge for the top spot i don't think you have to look much further than tad doyle oh i know I, as soon as you as soon as you send this over i thought of i thought of the picture of him holding the huge th- like 32 inch bar chainsaw and just absolute you know massive human with uh yeah just a scary just a scary look chainsaws yeah. are scary see, chainsaws are tad halloween doyle, tad doyle is the kind of guy that you call if you have to move a safe or if you have to move a couch or if you have to move some you know some heavy heavy operating equipment like a washing machine or something like he's he's oh, yeah. you're not you're not calling him to move a chair you're not calling him to move a little portable nightstand like he's he's like us he's 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 one of the heavy hitters you got to call in but yeah something something about their music and you know the music of tad and then you know another band that i was thinking of that kind of fits this just kind of like loud in your face vibe uh we've been listening to quite a bit lately helmet i think i think helmet yeah. definitely in their discography has something you know some scary stuff and and that's kind of like the other side of scary is like it's just so in your face and so assaulting to, to your ears and your senses that it's just like i gotta take a step back from this thing and, and i mean the melvins yeah, did like, that so it's well it's like a flashbang and so, yeah the you melvins know, did it helmet did it tad tad did it you know it's just you know it's just overwhelming you know else does it who you know else has it's a little bit it's like a like i said it's like a flashbang of like i mean it's a little bit different but primus you know primus yeah in a way definitely definitely has some uh i don't know i i feel like some you know like the i'm trying to think of the theme a lot of of their music is definitely unsettling yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> in the best way possible. It's just, it's very unsettling. It just, uh, it just doesn't sound normal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that could be, that could be spooky in its own right. But yeah, it's a lot of these bands and it's funny too, because a habit that we both have when we're, you know, we're looking at videos or whatnot is to read the comments. And a lot of these bands that we just mentioned, you know, the Melvins, um, Tad, Helmet, um, even Primus, um, and then another band that gets mentioned in this context are Dinosaur Jr. People will consistently say in the comments that those bands that I just mentioned were among the loudest shows they've ever gone to. Mm. Um, and, and I think I read one today from Helmet. It's like I saw them saw Helmet open for Primus in 1994. <laughs> I couldn't hear for a week. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I was just thinking um, of another band. I don't know exactly how. You know, what would you have ex- planned out? But um, what about Tool? Where does where does Tool fit in <laughs> oh this? My, because I cannot believe I need to. I cannot believe that I actually did not put anything down for them. But without a yeah. doubt, um, I mean, Maynard might be the scariest frontman. Period. I and think it, he might be. I mean, like, who else is gonna like see through you? Like, I feel like, I feel like if a ghost. If ghosts are real and they came into the house and looked at Maynard and Maynard looked back at him, I think the ghost would leave. I think I think that he would be like Maynard would steal his soul. Yes, and he'd turn the tables. Yeah, he would. He's like he's more dominant. He's like whatever's above, like the like whatever's above, like ghosts and ghouls. Like I feel like Maynard. Maynard is, James Keenan is among yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, like he has control over them, and they would just be like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, there he is. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, Tool, Tool has to be in the pantheon of it, and especially as you were saying, you know, they were they were on such a unique level, you know, in the early '90s, and some of those live performances where it seemed like you would just pick an individual Mystifying. out in the front of the crowd and just steal their soul with his eyes. Yeah, I think it. I think that mystifying is is like the best word i feel like you would go in there and you'd be there's a big an aura with their music um i'm sure there's a lot of tool fans that are out there and i understand i've talked to a few people that have seen shows i understand that uh they are a band that are really hard to understand if you are not there or if you've not experienced it so i'm not going to act like i know anything about (laughs) what goes on in those concerts because i know it's very sacred to the people that listen to tool yeah Um, i was just gonna say the one thing i understand about tool is that i don't understand them yeah i want to make that very clear i don't don't, don't pretend to understand them no not at all but um so if if you're a tool fan and and you disagree which i i don't I don't think that's the case, but I think that they have to be leading. I think Maynard's at the top for um, Grunge Band. But there's also somebody else that I was thinking of, and I, I wonder, do you have anybody else on your list that, and I feel like, I'm surprised you have, I mean, I'm, I'm, you're going to agree with me, and you're going to probably have a very strong opinion on it, too, much stronger than mine. Well, I will, I'll, I'll get out of the way the one band that I think I, we would be remiss if we didn't mention, and that's the Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, they have the yeah. name Pumpkin, and you know, they, they have yeah. to be associated. But, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel that there's you know, much spookiness to their music, per se. Yeah, I think maybe you know, Billy, Billy has the, he had the shaved head when he, you know, later, obviously, and, and he had the long kind of gown look, like, almost like a you know he had like the long coat look like the kind of like a grim reaper maybe and yeah, i could see it action. i could i could see it and i mean some of his stuff has a lot of like i find keyboard to be really 
um, spooky. Like I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Of, so I don't maybe, think it'd be my first selection though. No, but I but you're right. The name really yeah, you, you know you have puts to them up. Them. In, yeah, they were on the uh, the I looked up you know the, the top shows, the top concerts that were that happened on Halloween. And the Smashing Pumpkins, and they were like a top 25, and the Smashing Pumpkins played on uh, 1031, 2008, and I guess they, they talked about that as one of the better shows, which I found interesting. From Halloween. On a Halloween, yeah, on a Halloween day. Um, so I need to look and see why, but um, I found that pretty interesting. That, you know, not every band has played on Halloween, but have you ever been on a show on Halloween? I've never been to a show on Halloween. Um, I haven't. My, my my personal Halloween history. Obviously, when you're a kid, you do the uh, you do the candy thing and everything. And then, you know, as you get older, you know, when you're in high school, you do stupid stuff with your friends. Then when you go to college, it becomes an entirely different thing. Um, but you know, adult Halloween, you you kind of have the option. But going going to a show on Halloween, um, you know, that that'd be pretty cool. I I guess if they played into it a little bit. Um, but it would be that would be a hard sell for me just because of my feelings about the uh, you know the supposed holiday that it is. Yeah, and I guess like you know to briefly talk on this this you know list of who knows there's probably a bunch of bands that have played Halloween that aren't on this, but surprisingly it seems like um, Halloween is owned by the jam band scene, and a lot of these as you go down like. I mean, Government Mule was on there. You had the String Cheese incident. And then you had, like, Mo was number five. Then they had the Grateful Dead, um, Widespread Panic. And they said that Fish had the best. Fish had the best oh, concert. Fish are the undisputed champions. <laughs> undisputed you know what? You're champions. totally right, and though. They, and, and I would say it's not even limited to Halloween because I know, for example, uh, New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve is owned by the jam bands. New Year's Eve, it, they own by, it's owned by fish. And I think there was, my, my cousin was telling me this, I guess the, um, Elton John used to play Times Square versus Billy Joel. One of those two guys played Times Square. Like they played, I think like eight years in a row or something like that. And, and I think they made, they made a remark about like about fish, not, like taking their spot one year or something. I don't know. Fish made a point to like play like five. They pretty much, they made it a point to play there for, to break Elton John's record for how long he's been playing or how many, how many nights in a row oh, that yeah. he played. So they made it a point to break it. And, and they're like a staple up there, which is really interesting, really interesting. Um, still need to go see a, a jam band show. I think. Yeah, it becomes it it becomes sort of a tradition. So I know I know more than one person who um uh would attend every single year New Year's Eve Government Mule used to play um at the Beacon in New York City and yeah. um I know I know I know of two people who who went for, you know, 12 13 15 years in a row and it was just it was just what they did you know so it was funny because people would say oh you're going to new york city for new year's eve like you're gonna go you know you're gonna go watch the ball drop in Times square they're like nah man i got a date with the mule (laughs) (laughs) yep and they literally yeah my cousin the same way they said they saw him and one time he said that fish played for eight hours eight hours on stage (laughs) that's too much that's too much i'm sorry could you imagine, like, I mean, just... No, I any- can't. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to work for eight hours. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why... There's a reason why you, 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 you get, get a paid lunch overtime break, after you know? eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, that's 
that's a lot. Um, but no, it's interesting. I, I, I don't, you know, it's no surprise that the jam bands have, uh, have, have staked their claim, especially, I and, mean, you get some of something like the Grateful yeah. Dead, obviously there's a lot of that, you know, that vibe going on to it. And, you know, as I saw said, the, I've not been to a show yeah. of theirs or, or dead and company, but I saw the, the dead had played on Halloween 13 years in their 30 year career, which is interesting. Cause they, you know, they, they've played almost every date. So it's kind of a fun stat, but I, yeah, one of my friends, they were just in, in new Orleans. There was a big parade, a big scary parade and it was like you know i think it had something something to do with the grateful dead which um yeah there's i think there's an underground uh, halloween connection to the the jam bands that i don't know about which yeah is cool. absolutely um you know kind of with this whole conversation you know we've talked about shows we've talked about bands we've talked about songs but i think a couple of individuals that come to mind uh, you know, if I if I could assemble my my scariest grunge musician crew, um, obviously Buzz Osborne would be in there. Tad Doyle, um, a couple of other people that I thought I think Mark Lanigan has a space in there. I just yeah, Mark Lanigan the for, man. for me is just so intimidating. Yeah, he was the guy that I was referring to when I was like, I'm surprised we haven't talked about Lanigan's music, his mm-hmm. solo stuff, and how how oh, you know, yeah. scary no, that absolutely. could be. But maybe maybe you're it's, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just more of a uh, persona that's more this i don't know scariness i haven't delved into it like you have so you'll have a more of a yeah and and it's funny you know for example um one song that comes to mind uh i mean his solo cat his solo catalog is just laden with these creepy eerie songs but you know the top of the list for me is um uh, off of his whiskey for the holy ghost album which came out in 94 uh and it's the lead track and it's called the river rise and um it starts with this really 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 eerie kind of like playground like ambient uh, ambient noise and 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 you know somebody whistling in the background it's really really creepy um and i i just think he's been able to inhabit that you know and, and obviously knowing what we know about mark and you know personally having you know read his memoir and you know studied i guess you know his music and everything he he had a lot of darkness in his life so it is you know it's no surprise that it would rear its head in in his music and everything and you know that's for me probably just about the most real that all of you know anybody that we've spoken about here today and like it hits it's like oh it's not just like oh haha that's creepy like they're talking about bones but it's just like this is this is some heavy shit and yeah mark is mark is definitely in that category for me Mm mm-hmm yeah, from from what I know and from what you've yeah you've told me about the book, which I definitely I think I need to read that at some point when I'm ready. But uh, yeah, I think that it it fits that he he's in the uh, the gang of ghouls of the grunge Halloween men or whatever. Yeah, some somebody else who I think would have a space would be Kim Thiel from Soundgarden. There's just something something about him. You just you know you, you just don't know sometimes. Yeah, it's just that that long black hair is is you know scary <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's he's intimidating got, you he's, know and he's and, got uh, the, the shreds behind it yeah exactly but there's, there's definitely a, a good array of characters and uh yeah, i guess you could throw billy corgan in there as well potentially yeah. but um i think corgan i think corgan fits like think about if he did like a i don't know i mean corgan would be corgan definitely would fit like a halloween parade like he'd be on a big totally. pumpkin a big pumpkin parade and <laughs> yeah i feel like kurt i feel like kurt would be he's like i don't know 100%. why he just fits he fits it well 
yeah. Let's see who else. It is it is interesting and in, in kind of you know thinking back. I guess grunge maybe is a little bit more of a spooky genre than I than I would have previously assumed. I, I don't know after this conversation if I if I like Halloween more or less, but uh, you know I, it would take a lot for me to like it more. But um, speaking of which, do you have do you have any Halloween plans or anything exciting? Like what what is your approach to Halloween as an adult? Well. Not much. I have. I've never really. I've. No, I haven't. I haven't gotten too into it the past few years. I haven't tried to do too much because I don't want to, you know, get myself in trouble. Basically, I go out and <laughs> I'll get tempted to do like, you know, TP some houses or something, or I'll go and dress up and do the mask. I I feel like I haven't done a. I haven't got dressed up like all out and like done a like a masquerade party or something. I feel like that's what it's all about, right? You do parties where you dress up. Yeah, I've I've never I've never I haven't dressed up for Halloween in, in quite a few years and I, I don't know that I intend to. Um it's kinda of funny, like Halloween comes around and everyone's like, Oh like what should we do for Halloween? It's like, I don't know, the same shit you'd normally do on a Saturday or a Sunday or sometimes yeah. when it falls on like a Tuesday, it's like what are you, what are you gonna do, you know? Oh actually, you know what I actually I do have plans this weekend. This oh, yeah? Friday. I'm I'm going to a show on Friday. Yeah. Oh no kidding. who, who are you seeing? I'm going to see Camp. Uh, nice. Yep. So it's, fun. Fun. it's coming around, so they're playing Friday at the venue that I've been going to. Um, I actually have an extra ticket. Um, I always buy two, and um, the person that I... Well, I, I, I just bought an extra ticket, so I'm actually kind of shopping around and seeing if seeing if I can find somebody to go with me. So if you're available, Chris, you want to come to Birmingham, you can come see... <laughs> You Take a nice, uh, nice impromptu visit. Hey, I was I was visited in together. an impromptu manner this past weekend. So now uh, I got to return the favor to somebody else, right? Yeah. But now I don't really. I, I I haven't. I don't really believe. I don't. Well, I mean, this is no surprise if you listened to the yeah. episode last week. We're I, broken I don't record right now. It. Yeah. <laughs> We're broken record. We're just saying how we don't like Halloween. Yeah, but this is our Halloween so special. I think, I think we've probably rambled on about how much we hate Halloween long enough. But there is one thing. A great Halloween costume, and that would be a grunge Bible supporter. And um, this is something that we didn't speak about at the beginning, but uh, the merchandise orders are continuing to roll in. Um, actually, after in the immediate aftermath of last week's podcast, we sold we sold four sweatshirts that same day uh, on Friday, and uh, oh, I have yeah. no doubts that's because of the podcast. And uh, if you're ordering, keep sending us those selfies. Let us know what you got uh, when it comes in. We we want to see pictures. We want to see what you think about it. And if not. Um, you know, spooky seasons here, cold seasons here. And, uh, you know, you, you definitely, I mean, I think you're all beautiful as it is, but you would definitely look better wearing some grunge Bible apparel. Absolutely. Yeah. Make it and make it a costume. You can be me and Chris this year. (laughs) (laughs) See, that would be, that would be the pinnacle, Ethan. If somebody, if somebody, somebody out there dressed up as you or as me, um, you know, I don't know what else I could I ask. That would that would get me to like Halloween because I'm a narcissist. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the Halloween portion of this episode. We did maybe a little bit more than we thought, but I hope it was entertaining nonetheless. So now we're going to move over to our final part of the podcast. What we like to do something called Song of the Week. We're just going to make make this playlist grow two more songs, and we'll see what we're both listening to. And uh, Chris, I think uh, you're going to go first today. So, 
All right. Go ahead. It has been it has been decreed. Um, I'm breaking the rules for song of the week a little bit this week in the sense that this is not really a song that I've been listening to recently. Um, it's from a band that I'm not even really that into. Um, and, and one of the bands that kind of skews on, you know, I think the people who are big fans of this band tend to get a little possessive of, of, of this band. Um, but it's the song of the week for me personally this week uh just for the title of of what the song is and uh it is the bends by radiohead i i feel like i identify with that right now a little bit having you know having bent a little bit myself this weekend but yeah radiohead's always been a band for me that i'll listen to them i'm obviously you know you have your fake plastic trees of the world and your high highs and dries of the world and you know creep and so on and so forth and you know I listen to those songs. And I really like those songs, and and every single time I listen to those songs, I tend to make a mental note of like, hey, I want to go and listen to OK Computer front to back or something or Kid A, what whatever, what have you, and and I never do it. Yeah, you know, I just never get around to it, and and I just don't. Um, I just can't get out of the casual listening stage with Radiohead, but. I don't think that's something you can force, so I always I always get kind of nervous about that. It's like I don't want to force myself to do it and not like it and be like, okay, mm-hmm. well I hate this band, um, you know. And I think it has to happen organically. But who knows? Maybe after this conversation and and choosing the Benz as my song of the week, it might you know it might prompt a deeper listen. But I, I did listen to the song today, and and I've always liked it. You know, it's just kind of good background music and they were obviously very innovative and very um unique as well so a band that i would say i admire and i respect but i don't really um i don't know enough about the band really yeah i have my boss he actually thinks that the Benz is their best album and he loves he loves it and i think that they're a band that a lot of people they're a band that you had to grow grow up with. I think you had to be a part of. I think you're of, right. I think you had to be a part of it while it was happening and see them live. And watching tape is not the same of them. Um, now, granted, I've never been to obviously a show, but I have. I feel like the people that were there, they find the great appreciation for it. And and you're right. I've I've always I've kind of tailed the same line where. I've listened to the albums, um, but I, 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 every time that my, like I said, my boss talks about, it, I'm like, man, I need to go listen to that album again for the same reasons. Like, did I miss something and just need to be a little more attentive? So that's a good point. I think Radiohead, um, you know, we just we don't talk. We we posted it, we post them a few times, but we haven't done like much deep dives. And I think that people probably have, uh, you know, would appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I think one more thought about Radiohead. I, I think they were able to. And they certainly didn't do this knowingly, but their music, f- for me, kind of corners the market along with the Smashing Pumpkins on making people who weren't alive for the 1990s feel nostalgic about the 1990s. Like for me, for example, like the song High and Dry rivals 1979 by the Pumpkins in terms of you listen to that and you just feel just feels like it came from the 90s and it kind of makes I don't know. It's like this weird, like melancholy feeling that I know 1979, I think brings out in all of us and high and dry does that for me too. And, and I just think any music that, you know, produces emotion like that in somebody, um, is powerful and it's obviously good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe the day will come. And I, I know, you know, I personally know people too who are really big Radiohead fans. They're always like, Oh, you got to listen. And, you know, maybe it's like a tool thing. Maybe maybe I just won't be able to understand it. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I I definitely 
the nostalgia between those two bands is pretty high. Um, yeah. I feel that way with Smashing Pumpkins. That's they're, they're like that's kind of why I listen to the Pumpkins. Totally. When I need that, when I need those feelings in my life. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> what about um, you? What's your song this week? Yeah, my song is a it's a new band, a new group that I that I was shown, and the band is called Petey, P E T E Y. And the song is Don't Tell the Boys. And it's got this like, um, he's kind of got like a punk, like a punk rock type of um, kind of like screaming, talking voice. Um, Definitely. That we kind of like where, and it's kind of a build. It's a little bit of a, like, it's kind of like, um, you know, Tom driven at times and kind of just like a chugging song. But then he's also kind of, yelling like kind of yelling over top of it in like a you know a conversation manner and it's just it's pretty unique and it's definitely it fills fills the exact like you know scratches the itch of that i have for music right now so i was pretty excited um i think he just they just have the one album um called lean into life so uh yeah pretty good pretty good i'll post it i'm gonna check that out because i've actually uh if you know how you described it, if I'm if I'm interpreting it correctly, I've I've been listening to a little bit of music like that actually lately, but more you know more kind of on like the punk side. I've, I've been listening to a little bit of the Wonder Years lately and, yeah. and uh, Moose Blood as well. So this sounds like sounds like it's going to be right up my alley. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're pretty listen. they're pretty solid. They're, the album is 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 the whole thing is like that. So I That's like awesome. it. That might wrap it up, Chris. I think Another that episode. will wrap it up. So we're, we're sending people on their way with two songs. I think one most people will know very well, and then you know one fresh one that they may not have heard of. And uh, you know that's that's what I like about you know about the pages, and certainly about this playlist and about this podcast is you know I think we're able to cultivate different perspectives in a variety of different you know genres of music and you know stories and paths to get there so at the end of the day that's really what it's all about so and that's that's that remains my favorite thing about this about this show and about the the pages that we have but uh ethan as always it's a pleasure to uh, go on that journey with you and uh, to everyone who's taking the time to listen uh it is a joy uh you know to spend spend this hour or so with you every week couldn't have said it better myself all right guys we love you all. Thank you so much. And have a Happy great Halloween. Hall- have a great Halloween. That's exactly right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Safe holidays, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Rock and roll. Happy Halloween. <laughs>